Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things and also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories and crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile and let you know you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to another episode with two of your favorite people. Well, and I'm so excited to be here with all of my favorite people listening in to us. Oh, heck yeah. We have some really awesome, loyal listeners, and it's just been really fun to get feedback from people when they listen to our episodes and let us know what they like and let us know how we can improve. JK, that... (laughs) Jake. <laughs> yeah, don't tell us how we can improve. You know, I feel like when I listen to podcasts, people end up coming up with terms for their loyal listeners. And I feel like we gotta we gotta wordsmith this one and find what we can call all of you. And if you have some recommendations, we will take them. But Nashi Truzia. No. Okay. No. You you have to say something that most people can pronounce. People can say Truzia. She that said our, our friends. friends. Yeah, she said our friends. And that's what I'm saying. So if it sounded like it was another language, it was, just Mm -hmm. in case you're wondering. Because we are titled the Russian Sisters, and sometimes I feel like, you know, people might think that's a name only, and mostly it is, but we actually know (laughs) some words in Russian. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you something. Yes. So I hadn't talked to my Ukrainian student. Remember, I had a student from Ukraine who went back in October um, to be back with her family. Was it already October when she went back? I think so. Wow. Someone was asking me recently and I think I was like, yeah, I think it was October-ish because she was only with us for a short while that I got to practice my Russian with her. But she and I have been emailing every so often and she's been on my mind. And funny enough, you know how the universe does that, that a person's on your mind and then either they reach out or the universe sends them your way somehow. Well, one of my students who was really awesome with her and a big helper to her when she was here, she let me know that the student um, reached out and they were communicating and she's like, miss, I just want to let you know that um, she asked about you. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's been on my mind and I need to email her. And so I did. And it was just checking in. And then like the very next day, a package arrived from Ukraine from her. Oh, how fun. It was super fun. And she sent me and another teacher of hers. Um, we kind of took her under our wing, this other teacher and I. And um, so she, we got these chocolates from Ukraine, like Ukraine. Yeah, Ukrainian chocolates. chocolates. That's cute. Um, and they were stuffed with like nuts and raisins and they were really good. And then she also sent these socks and it's like, um, they're Ukrainian socks. Well, they're socks with like Ukraine on them. And so one of the socks is like blue and yellow and says, be brave like Ukraine. And it's really cool. That is really awesome. I know. It was very, very thoughtful of her. Yeah. And that's I'm, adorable. And when I'm like, hey, how are things in Ukraine for you? Because she's in Kiev. And she's like, um, well, we're still on holiday for the holidays. So, um, but school's going to be starting back up soon. And I have a dance recital coming up. And we don't have electricity. And there's still bombs and whatever. <laughs> like, it's just rolling in like another part of life. It's weird when that kind of stuff is normalized. Like, don't mind that noise. That's just a bomb going off. Yeah. I mean, we've had other friends who've been in war-torn areas before that will say that, where it's like with their children, oh, that's just thunder. Nope, those are bombs going off and killing people. Yeah. Like, it's, like it's, sorry, it's, that was abrasive, you guys. But she <laughs> She's just like, yeah, sometimes we don't have electricity. Sometimes we do. It's just that's become a normal part for them. And then, uh, you know, I think about my first world problems about how... I don't know. I Sitting in the car for four hours to go skiing. Sitting in the <laughs> car for four hours to go skiing. And I was thinking yesterday, that's a true story, you guys. Alexandra and I joined our um, siblings and went up to the mountains yesterday to go skiing and sat in the car for four hours just to go what usually takes an hour and 10 minutes because we we had to participate in this luxury thing and I was thinking about that about yeah how skiing and being able to take four hours and it was ended up being like six hours total for 
being on the slope for actually three hours, so six hours in the car to ski for three hours. But just what a luxury it is to be able to afford skiing, being able to afford to actually get a lift ticket, and then the equipment, and then parking if you choose not to do free parking. And like I was like, we have we are going to pay for parking because it's closer and it's just easier with the kids and all the equipment. Oh, I totally pay for convenience. Totally pay for convenience now. One hundred percent. I was like. I was imagining just with the littles and all the stuff that needs to be carried to a locker and just how uncomfortable, like you don't want to put your boots on at the car because they suck and you want to, you know, be able to change. To carry like two sets of skis, which mind you, like one set of the skis is small, but a set of skis, a set of poles, a small set of skis, a backpack, because I've decided to try and ski with a, a backpack, which I haven't done. And then to have... In addition to that, like a bag with our stuff in it, because I'm like, I'm not changing. I was trying to figure, I have to figure this out. I want to like, if you guys have gone skiing with littles before, let me know or reach out and say like, here's a good blog or here's some tips because that's my thing. I'm like, okay, I could open the car door when it's cold and snowy and change my child. And like, it just, he can't be in the car for four hours sitting in his snow pants. And maybe some of y'all would be like, yes, he can. But I just, I don't find that comfortable. So I wouldn't want to do that to him. So, so yeah, it was, it was a lot. And then he kept being like, wait up for me, mama, wait up for me. Cause I was like, hurry up. It's cold. We have to get inside. And yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, all in all it was fine, but you're right with those first world problems. When you put things into perspective of like, we don't have bombs going off next to our houses and we do have electricity. I mean, with the whole kitchen faucet and just a side note, you guys, I'm doing a lot better. Thank you. Um, than last week. Um, but my kitchen faucet is fixed, but even that, like not having access or just having this flood every time I had to use the kitchen sink, cause I don't have an easy accessible alternative. So I just kept putting towels underneath and using my sink and even, like the inconvenience of that. And, and then being like first world problems, like I have running water, even though some parts in the U S are still struggling with good running water. But anyway, I digress. You're right. It puts things into perspective. Oh, 100%. Yeah, sitting in luxury yesterday and then being in heat today and Alexandra and I are sipping some cocoa with rumplements and she's drinking out of a cup that says blessed and indeed we are. <laughs> We're very grateful for the situation we are in because it is eight degrees outside, a balmy eight. It's snowy and gray and um, it yeah, it's kind of gross outside. So it's you know, something to be grateful for that we are where we are and we're able to broadcast to you all and hang out with you for a little while. Yeah. So that's really cool that you um, got to hear from your Ukrainian student. I think that's a lot of fun. I was going to say something and go back to the whole rush. Oh, the Russian thing. Cause I had, in one of my therapy appointments, my therapist was giving me an example and he used like the war in Ukraine as the example. And he finishes the whole example and he goes, was that just rude of me because you are of Russian descent? And I was like, no, I, I have the same problems with what's going on in the, like, in the Ukraine. Like just because, just because I'm of that descent does not mean I'm, I'm with what is happening right now. And he's like, I didn't think, I didn't think so, but it was just really funny. Cause he was like, probably poor choice of an example. <laughs> I was like, No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I do find myself not getting prickly, but I'm, I kind of brace myself. Maybe that's a better better way to to phrase it when people start to talk about Russia or what's going on in Ukraine or anything Russian and how people start to just dog on anything Russian and I just kind of brace myself for like I you know do I react do I not react do I like do I just sit and take whatever may may come that way I don't know it's becoming like a kind of a sensitive thing it's like um the other day I was with some people and like religion came up and someone's reaction was like ugh religion and I like I think my cross was actually hanging out of my sweater and I found myself like <laughs> like kind of like making sure it was tucked back in where it needs to be and I don't know why I did that I don't know why I had like that kind of thing like it's not something to be ashamed of but this person's reaction was like so big um toward religion that I was like I just I'm a peacekeeper I you know you you have your opinions and you get to have them and I am me and get to be me, I guess. Well, you also don't want to be a target of whatever their negativity is. It cracks me up though a little bit 
that you like instinctively went to your cross because I was like, yeah, religion. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. Religion can be really. (laughs) It sure can at times, but it's also something that I'm really leaning on. And of course, we're gearing up for Lent. And so I'm like embracing everything and what is to be my life because it's going to get a little bit busier along with a little bit more prayerful, hopefully. But I definitely have to get myself into a mindset where we're going to church a little more often. And um, it's a time when I want to like tuck myself away and just isolate and be in my own space and not around rude or unkind people. And it seems like that stuff just happened or seems to just kick up at, at a crazy magnitude at a time when I'm trying to be more intentional about what I'm surrounding myself with and the time, the way I'm spending my time. And speaking of rude people at the resort yesterday, I told Al this, like when I um, went to get the car and bring it to the loading zone, there was a really grumpy guest who was one of the parking attendants and he was really snarky with me. And I couldn't figure out why, because I, I really like, I, I was analyzing how I was interacting with him that he would respond so snarkily with me. And he ended like our interaction with and don't argue with me and I was like in my head I was like I wasn't arguing but that's really interesting that he perceived my interaction or just like I was responding to things that he was saying to me by saying like no I'm waiting for a parking spot and he didn't like that I was like no I'm waiting for this guy to leave it was like I didn't have a right to to wait for this person to leave and I felt that he was judging me for the type of vehicle that I was in or maybe the I, I started telling myself stories about why on earth would this person be so outwardly rude And um, I'm finding that that is something, it's a trigger for me. I'm very sensitive and I've been surrounded by it at school. Like we've got a group of kids who are just so downright outwardly rude and they're not receptive to the typical usual things that other kids in other years have been like that they've been reflective or, oh my gosh, like I, I really care how my actions or words impact other people. This group isn't in, so I just feel like in a variety of spaces that I've been around, people are just really mean and unkind, and I don't, I don't like it. I'm not having a good time with it. Well, I mean, I don't know anyone who would have a good time with that. No. And that's unfortunate. I mean, clearly something's going on for all of these people. I'm going to switch gears, though, not to cut you off, because it is important to talk about the fact that people are being so rude, but with, the, you know, as you talked about Lent and reflection, how is the month of love coming along for us since we have now entered the month of, or we're about to, actually, we're about to enter the month of love. Are you talking about, like, February being the month of love? Well, yeah, it has that day in Okay, it, it just has one day in it, so <laughs> I, I'm like, I really feel like that's a day. Well, Hallmark and all the grocery stores around here have, like, two months of love going on. I know. It's, I don't know. I think it's kind of gross, but, like, to each his own. Some people really embrace it. For some people, it's their favorite holiday, if you can call it a holiday. I'm like, I'm really working again to battle this unkindness and and just blatant rudeness with like, let's just be kind and show love for humanity. Mm. And a box of chocolates and some flowers. (laughs) A box of chocolates and some flowers. My gosh, what if you did that? What if we all just carried around like in your fanny pack? We talk about your fanny pack or like if I carried around my purse, just some some chocolates or some truffles and every time someone was rude be like not the you need a snickers like here have a you're being a diva have a snickers but what if we were all just like here have a chocolate okay so sometimes i picture myself as will ferrell and elf when he approaches the raccoon and he's like oh you need a hug and then the raccoon attacks him like that's how i feel like people would be if i were to carry around some nice things in my fanny pack and be like oh let me just put out some love into the universe for you because apparently it feels like apparently you might need some right now. The other thing I saw this on Instagram, someone sent this to me on Instagram, but it was like decorating your kid's door with a bunch of hearts that say why you love them. That's cute. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is really cute. Except if I put a bunch of words on Buddy's door, he's not going to know what any of them mean. But I have been thinking about 
maybe decorating his door. I don't like Valentine's Day. I'll tell you guys that. And it's mostly just because I've had very few Valentine's Days that have been amazing. And one time I told, like this was a long time ago, of an ex-ex-ex-ex-boyfriend that I, I'm not like a chocolates and flowers kind of person. So he just thought he never had to do anything nice for like birthday. Like he was like, you don't like that stuff. And I'm like, just two things I said. Like you can find me a nice book. Like I was always that kid. Like just find me a nice book. Anywho, so... I'm imagining you pulling out sticky notes and just writing down, like every time a kid is snarky, just writing down like, I care about you because, or you're amazing because, and just handing him the sticky note and being like, we'll chat about this later. And just like handing him like, you're worth it because. I adore that idea. That's like sprinkling sugar in a very grand way. I love that. I'm going to have to do that actually. I am a sticky note lover. Yeah, you just do it. And and if it's to start, maybe just do it the week of the day of love. I have to say it that way. You can't say it any other way. The day of love. And I know people who don't especially love Valentine's Day, like have embraced Galentine's Day and mm-hmm. getting friends together, much like Friendsgiving. There's like the friends Latines Day, <laughs> you know, where you're just like, hey, people, I feel I like love that's you. just when... The reason why I don't like Valentine's Day is honestly, it's just like any of these days, like Mother's Day, Father's Day, any isolated days, which yes, it can bring an, a recall for people to remember their people, right? But I think for me, I'm like, why aren't we doing this all the time? Even when Anna talks about Lent, I'm like, why are we not trying to do this all the Why are you not trying to be your best version of yourself, your most spiritual version of yourself, your most loving kind of yourself all the time? Why do we just say thanks to our friends and family on Thanksgiving, right? And granted, I'm not stellar at any of that that I just said. It's just a practice, you know, to work on. But I think that's why I'm like, spread the love every day. And I love that. I love the surprises or the just becauses. I have a one of my coworkers just the other day brought a bunch of us these hyacinth bulbs in vases, and they hadn't even um, bloomed yet. But it was just like a just because and she was out somewhere over the weekend and thought of us and then delivered, you know, brought them around on Monday to to people. And I like I, it was just such a touching thing. You're right. Like not because of a, a holiday that someone made up, but a just because. And I just I adore that. Yeah. You can even prep your sticky notes early with different phrases and then just fill out. You're worth it because you're I care for you because and then. Just have all that prepped and then just write in. You're welcome, you guys. You're welcome. Yeah. No, I love that. I Any chance we get to sprinkle some sugar. Well, and all this like... I just I just had like pour some sugar on me. It just run through my head. <laughs> oh, I feel like the tables were turned there for a moment and I kind of love it. I kind of love it. I'm not going to sing it for you guys, but <laughs> I thought I would share. That was pretty funny. <laughs> sprinkle that sugar on us. Sprinkle it. <laughs> That's my favorite that that just happened. Well, and then I lost my train of thought. Blessed be. What were we talking about? Sticky notes. Love sticky notes. Hyacinth bulbs. I'm so sorry, guys. Biscuits and gravy. I was trying to bring you around to like what February is going to bring for us. Well, and I want to talk about February in just a second, but I also, because you asked about love, um, I, you guys, I told Alexandra I had an epiphany the other day and it stemmed from my colleagues and I are doing a book study for our professional learning community and we are reading this book called Trauma Stewardship. Oh, you look like you had something to say. No, my eyes just twitching. So <laughs> I feel like, is it scat? No, scrat. Scrat? What's the name of the squirrel from Ice Age? I feel like that. If you ever see his eyes bulging out and his eyes twitching. Yeah, I just paused for a second because I thought it was really obvious. That I, I was tweaking no, out over I here. I was reading your body language like, oh, are you cueing me on something over here? Oh, God, no. Like no, I'm just trying to, to, I'm trying to look normal while, while my eyes are not feeling normal. I've been working on this for a few days. I think his name is Twitch, actually. No. <laughs> no. Like your eyes just out yeah. of control. They just can't stop. Stressed and tired. Vitamin deficiency. Yeah. And just as a side note, you guys, like we all understand that the death of Twitch is really important. So I just want to put that. Us joking about my eye being Twitch is, is in no relation to that. I know. I just felt like I had to say it. That's really interesting that you put those two things together. Well, people are still kind of heightened. I'm still getting people like talking to oh, me really? about it. Yeah. Oh. So just want to say like we have absolute respect for that situation. And it's really just my eye 
my right eye. It's only my right eye cannot stop winking at Anna. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Okay, so trauma stewardship. Let's talk about some trauma. I mean, yeah, I'm going to try, right? Like as we're all <laughs> full circle. So we're reading this book, Trauma Stewardship, and it walks through some of the impacts that when you um, are on the receiving end of like secondary trauma or you're um, in, you work in the fields where you're just inundated with traumatic things all the time, how it impacts a person physically and psychologically emotionally, all sorts of things. And so we're at the point of the book where it's like, if you're experiencing these things, then, you know, this is just a product of the type of work that you do. And one of the things that came up was fear. Like if you um, find yourself like debilitated by some fears or find that your fears control some of your actions or your thoughts. And um, we were, it sparked some conversation and I was like, I don't know if I really have any fears. I think there's moments where I have some worries or definitely have moments of stress and anxieties that impact my tummy. I know I feel that for sure, but I don't want to say I've prided myself on the fact that I'm not fear driven because I know some people who are and who don't live life because of their fears. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be a person who doesn't do something because they're afraid of it. So I was sitting in that conversation going, I don't know if I really have any fears. And then after that, I was doing some processing and I was thinking about, because I think we've talked about on this podcast before, and it's come up at book club and it's come up with my sister. And the question has always been like, you know, I'm, I'm single still and I'm like perpetually single and we've had these conversations about like do I want a man pinion and it sounds like a nice idea but when it actually comes to it like when a person actually says let's meet up like if I'm actually happen to be on a dating site which I'm not right now but it's happened several times where I have conversation via text or whatever and that feels fine and safe and then a person's like let's meet up and I'm like nope <laughs> I'm all of a sudden really busy washing my hair <laughs> so I'm like this thing happens to me where I'm like overtaken by like no I don't want to do that and um, I've tried analyzing like myself time and time again and talking to people like I don't know what this is I you know I've done Reiki sessions and I've talk to multiple people like is there something energetically that's going on um no I really think it's all in my head and so this is where this is coming together is that I think this is a fear obvi that is debilitating and is keeping me from doing something and I was talking about it with Alexandra as I was thinking through like what exactly am I afraid of and I was telling her that I really kind of like myself right now I like my life I like my freedom to come and go and I don't think necessarily that having a man panion or something somebody to do things with would inhibit that um, but I am I think I'm really afraid of how that would change me. Um, change me either, no, for the worse. And, and that's all I can see right now is that um, if there's something that happens that I don't like, then I'm in arguments with this person. And I work really hard to try and get along with people, thus my being really impacted by rude and unkind people because I really try and keep myself sheltered. And I've done it really intentionally. Like my circle of people is really close and tight. And, and like I, if if there is some unpleasantness, I, like I try and deal with it as I can. And then I'm like, and I don't need to be around that person anymore or be around them often because that doesn't feel very good. And so then I, yeah, I think it's like this fear that I'll find myself in the situation where those things are happening. And I know that's not necessarily logical or rational because the opposite could be true. I could find myself with a person and that person makes me a better person and I actually feel better about a lot of things. But I'm finding that I need to work through, I had this is my epiphany, that I need to work through whatever that is. Um, because the last long-term relationship I had changed me in 
awful, awful ways. And I didn't recognize myself when that relationship was done. And um, I don't ever want to go back there. So I feel like there, yeah, there's like this crippling fear that I would be, I would become that again. I'm not going to get emotional. Oh, no. I think it's first. But I'm going to get emotional. I have like so many things to say. Like, I'm like tearing up right now. Yeah. Um, and it's good. She's in front of like the two boxes of Kleenex I have because we always have to have those out around me. But first, I want to say, yes, it is okay to be emotional because it's huge. Number two, wow. I can't like I think it is so amazing that you were willing to share something that is so vulnerable but can let people know they're not alone because we know that part of our community, there could be people going through the same thing. And you being able to share this might help other people start to work on maybe looking at themselves a little bit more to say, what are their fears? And I shared with Anna when she first, I was so proud of this like revelation and epiphany she had because we have, like we have literally been like, Anna, what's the barrier for you? Anna, what's the barrier for you? Because as she said, she would like get really excited about chatting with a guy and then he'd say, okay, let's meet. And she'd be like, no, thanks. And for me, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, just, we're just, just go out to meet a friend. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. But I think that that is really amazing that you were able to come to this and now you can say, okay, how do I work through it? The other thing I would say is absolutely this makes total sense. Like this is something I, you guys, I joke with my therapist that I want to have him on the podcast because I talk about him so much on here, but literally I have said that same thing. Like I have had so much growth since Sean passed and that I, and again, this is about Anna, not about me, but my point is we go through a time of, of, I think anyone transitioning out of one relationship going, I don't want to repeat what happened. There may be some things that are going to repeat just because of human nature, But then it's like, how can I be who I am now and who I've grown to be now in a relationship that can be current? And I think, Anna, for you, you have done so much growth and you have been working on yourself and you've built this like amazing life from from kind of scratch, right? Like after the DIV it was like kind of from scratch. You had to figure all this stuff out. And I think one thing that I want to say that I continually have to remind myself and other people have is like a person who's going to come into your life now is going to match the growth that you've done since your last relationship. It's hard to think of it that way because it's like that was so impactful and so hurtful and such a traumatic period of time for you that it's hard to be like, how could I be worthy or deserve someone who can match my worth now, but that's usually what we do. Like when we're calling in a partner, that's what I call it, calling in a partner, they tend to match us where we are in our worth and what we're doing now. But I just I just want to say like, thank you for sharing and how amazing it is that you are willing to be vulnerable. And my word recently has been kind of messy. Like life is just messy, but I think that's awesome. And I'm kind of excited for you on this like new period of this adventure to do like, all right, I'm like totally your cheerleader. Okay. What do we got to, what do we got to do? Like who's, who's the best person to kind of help you figure out and unravel this fear. And, and part of it is like, probably I'm guessing, I don't really know, but what would be like healing some of that trauma that happened with that, that made you feel like you went backwards. Yeah, most assuredly. And thank you for your kind words as I'm like trying to sip down my hot cocoa through the lump in my throat so I can get back and talk on the podcast. But I I mean, it's you guys, it's not for lack of trying because I've been to a variety of therapists and all different forms and talking through and working through energetically, as I said, even thought field therapy. And I have touched on on variety of things and trying to heal this part. But I, I think it helped maybe having this epiphany or this realization. And I don't know why I don't know why it took me so long to get here. But that's why when people try and put time limit on grief or loss or anything, I'm like, oh, Ah, y'all, like it has taken me 10 years to, to finally get to a space where I was like, oh, I think I can name this. And I think that's really powerful because I think once you can name it, then you sort of 
have a roadmap or can figure out your roadmap for where to move forward or how to move forward and who to to lean on to help you move forward. And so I don't know, y'all, it's an adventure. It's a journey and we'll see where this goes. Maybe nothing changes. Maybe I've just acknowledged this part of myself. Um, as Carl Jung says, the gold is in the dark. And so I'm glad that I like took some time to do some digging and thinking on like, what? I, I don't believe that I don't have any fears. I don't believe that about myself because I was like, is that really true? And then once I started digging in, I was like, nope, I think this is like, this is a big deal for me. And it um, in 10 years, five years, two months, like however long it takes you, um, I'm, I'm here with you. And like Alexandra says, you're not alone. Um, if, if it also takes you a while to get to a space of clarity, sometimes it just takes a little while with a lot of encouragement. Cause yeah, I've been scratching my head for years and I was like landing on, I've gone through periods of time and landing on like, all right, because I am a woman of faith, like God, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if I'm meant to be alone, then I'm meant to be alone. And um, I don't know. People have been like, no, that can't be it. Like, you know, we're, we're, you know, there's a partner out there for you. I just know it. And I'd get really discouraged when people would be so encouraging about that because it just wasn't happening. And um, yeah, I think I've just been my own roadblock. And I've known that, but subconsciously, I think. Yeah. I'm one of those people who would encourage on it and be like, well, if you, if you want a partner, I believe you can have a partner. The road to that not really sure what that's going to look like, but I think it's cool that you were able to recognize. And I see this like constantly that usually we are our own barrier, but it's not like it's intentional, right? You're not intentionally trying to say you're not trying you. I was going to say, you're not intentionally trying to self-sabotage and I don't think you're self-sabotaging, but we do like our bodies and our minds are going to protect us. And somewhere in there, I think there's, you know, I usually say, if there's some fear like that or some trauma, even if it was something that happened in adulthood, that it's probably tied to like your child self who's like, no, I'm just going to protect myself over here. And it's better just not to be around unsafe people and trusting people. I mean, I was just lamenting the other day when it comes to dating, how hard it is a good, good friend and someone I've been working with and collaborating with love, love her, um, just recently got remarried and it's just so cool. And she's so happy and so excited. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to have to live vicariously through you. Like, I love hearing about how this all came about for you. And she was like, dating and at this age just sucks. It just sucks. And we have another friend who was dating someone and then that fell apart. And the guy was like, uh, I felt the need to cheat, but it's your fault. And it's like, why, why even in our forties, this is still happening. And I think I just go back to like people, everyone has hurts. We all have hurts, like heal them. But it makes it hard to really trust that you can find, I think it can make it hard to trust. Like in your case, you're like, I don't want to lose myself. And then you have this like super murky dating pool out here, right? Where we're all a bunch of hurt people. (laughs) And then we're all trying to navigate our own hurts and like trust again in the idea of love and dating and having a man panion. So it's kind of hard when you're already like, I don't want to lose myself. And also there's like, it's not like it's a grounded dating pool out there, right? Like it's not like that's solid. Nothing about the situation feels solid or safe. (laughs) So I totally get just being like, yeah, no, I think I'm better over here. Just like building this life I have for myself, doing some pretty cool things, traveling, skiing, like, yes, those could be considered luxurious, but you're like, I'm not, your dating life might be something that you kind of put to the side or on hold, but you're not letting it impact your ability to live. Oh, definitely not. I um, am really working to live the life and do my things and do right by me and the other people around me that I care about. And yeah, the dating part of it really sucks, y'all. But Alexander told me that um, it sounds like if I do want to meet people instead of going to King Supers and like reaching for the same box of cereal on the top shelf, not that I really eat cereal, but instead of that happening, it sounds like I need to be going to Home Depot (laughs) and then reach for the same drill or something. Yeah. Same can of paint. You got to find the cute guy in the aisle, even if it's an aisle you don't want, find the cute guy and then 
just kind of be around him and then you just reach for whatever he's reaching for. It might be awkward if it's something that's totally not accessible to you in your life, you know. Um, but, you know, if you're just reaching for that same bug spray, you just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Can of wasp spray. Yeah. He's going for that Christmas tree. Probably not if he's going for <laughs> Well, and again, Alexander and I have said you can't judge whether a man is single by whether or not he's wearing a wedding oh, ring. Oh, come on, guys. Yes. And I know we talked about it at one of our previous episodes, but even the dude who came to pick up the couch that we moved wasn't wearing a ring, and then it ended up that he mentioned oh, yeah. his wife and daughter. Yeah, I missed all of that. I know we talked about that last time, but missed all of that queuing. Maybe that's where my problem comes in. But in other news, I did recently ask a very good-looking man who happened to be in my workplace, who's not like a fixed fixture at my workplace but he comes and goes every so often and I happen to ask him if he was available but not in that way <laughs> this is pretty funny yeah I have to tell you guys I'm enjoying that the tables have turned a little bit where now Anna gets to have the awkward conversations with good-looking males like it's not me asking the facilities manager if he'll come on my lawn it's Anna asking someone at her work if he's available yeah and it, it's for speaking engagement y'all and he mentioned like oh that thing you're coordinating that thing and I was like yes oh are you available and then it like took me a couple minutes engaging his reaction like you know then I had to walk to my office being like did I just ask him if he was available <laughs> for the speaking engagement obvi but yeah then I got all nervous because I get a little weird around you know how you get a little weird around people when you're like you're kind of good looking. We've had friends who are like the FedEx guy, right? Yes. Book club FedEx guy comes by and he's kind of cute. This is what I've been saying. I am looking for an opportunity to kind of have a crush. I probably have said this already on podcast, but have a crush on someone where I like we just meet by chance every once in a while and to just have that interaction and you can flirt a little bit. My flirting skills are very out of date, but to flirt a little bit and have a little bit of a crush where you're looking forward to that interaction because one of the things I was telling Anna on our four-hour drive up to the mountains was that it's like you go on these online dating sites and there's just tons of people on there and then I'm like how is it that all of these people that are on a site are not somehow connected to people that we know because I'll have people where I'm like you know I don't actively say like do you know anyone who's single or anything like that but all people who are like, oh, yeah, I hear about what's going on in the dating world or I hear about this. But I'm like, how is it all of these people who are single on these dating sites are not somehow connected to someone I know who would set us up? Or maybe they're not the right person. They're like, there's a reason why they're on the online site. Like, we don't want to set you up with them. But I know. And conversely, I'm like, well, that could be said about me, I suppose, if I, you know. Totally. If people are like, don't you know a girl that's available? And they're like, mm, they're just hot messes. I'm like learning to own my messiness, my hot messness. I'm working on it. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And, you know, even if you unintentionally ask someone if they're available, I think that's fantastic. And now I can kind of make fun of you for it. 100%, which I probably said that three times. So anytime I've said it, go back and drink. So I did want to say, since you asked about February, um, we do want to acknowledge the number of people who have birthdays in February know that we love you and are thinking about you. Um, first and foremost, our mother is an Aquarius and has her birthday coming up on the very same day that Dana and Megan do. Jamie has a February birthday, Amanda, Sarah, Laura. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, there are so many people. I'm probably forgetting a multitude more, but shout out to you. Happy birthday. We're toasting you today. Yeah. Also, I was doing some, you know how I like to look up the months and see what's going on for the months and anything interesting. Usually, with February having only 28 days, it's the only month of the year that can pass without a single full moon. Did you know that? I didn't, but that kind of makes sense. It sure does. But most importantly, I need to tell you that there is a full moon coming up and it's coming up pretty fast. So I've been wondering, you know, the last couple of weeks, right, I had my week from hell and I've had other people who've disclosed to me that during that same week, they also had really difficult weeks. So I wonder if something energetically and I was like, it's not a full moon. So I don't know if it's part of what the planets are doing or if this is a way the universe is trying to push some of us in our lives. But man, it seemed like there was a like 
whether it was with children or people with their work situations or relationship, like tons of people were going through some stuff these past couple weeks energetically. And the, the children, let me tell you, the children a little bit, I'm like what is going on? But now at least I know the, the full moon is, is on its way. Yes, it is. It's called the snow moon. And um, it's going to happen on Sunday, February 5th. And um, here's what one article says. It's a welcome contrast to the familiar as it lights up your ninth house. I don't know what this all means, really. But it lights up your ninth house of international travel. Oh, I know what that means. But I can't tell you right now because my little guide and book is not accessible. But uh, well, another time, another it's time. lighting up different people, places, and cultures. So if you're traveling during this time, this article says it's an excellent weekend to fully immerse yourself in the culture of wherever you find yourself, which I thought was great because we sat in four hours of traffic for ski travel and we decided we're not doing that because we're going skiing again next weekend and we decided we're not doing that. So we booked a space closer to where we're going to be skiing for the night so we could go up the night before and so here's it says eat local cuisine so we can do that i'm sure <laughs> up in the mountains taking yeah. taking some entertainment the idea is to be open to seeing the world from a new perspective so that's for everybody this month as we begin this month of february um, usually January is the year of January and it feels like it has 4,765 days in the month of January. It didn't quite feel that way to me this year, much like it did last year. It, it, I feel like it went pretty quickly, but as we're coming into a new month, um, and there will be a full moon this month, open yourself to new ideas, new cultures, new experiences and travel. I like that. I think this year for sure, I'll say, now that I've transitioned out of working in schools, January went by really fast for me. And I don't know. I think it's just a combination, like stuff going on with Buddy, stuff going on with me. I don't feel like I've fully caught up. Like I still feel like I'm a little bit on the rat wheel, the hamster wheel right now. But this is a good time to maybe pause and embrace that new perspective. I adore it. And here's some other tips from the people in the online verse. So they say how to make the most of this full moon. And y'all, like, if you have never put this much thought or intention into what's going on in the universe and the moon and planets, that's okay. Like, it is not for everyone. And it's something that because I work with the children and I've been noticing these shifts in behavior and the ups and downs, I've taken a little bit more of an interest. And whether I don't know that I necessarily buy into 100% of like, you know, with the horoscopes and everything, but I find it entertaining. So I hope you do too. At a minimum, I hope you find it entertaining. And then maybe here's some helpful tints. Tints? <laughs> helpful hints. And also hues. Oh. Helpful hues and tips and hues. It feels like tips and hints came out. Yes. Helpful hints, tips, whatever. Tints. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, you know, we like to make up our own words. So here's what this article says. How do we make the most out of the full moon? Plenty of positivity coming our way. We can't sit idly by waiting for it. We have to embrace it, right? So don't just be a passive observer of your life. Like be active and take some action. So um, with this particular moon, journaling is a, is a way to get the most out of it. Before the full moon, write a list of achievements and celebrate where you are. I always love that anyway. Like take a moment to reflect on where you are and the things that you have accomplished thus far and celebrate. Then list some changes you want to experience moving forward. Like what are some things that you want to improve upon? Very cool. Tint. Hint and tip. Al's laughing at me. Okay, who will be most affected? The fixed signs. Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, and yours truly, Taurus, will be impacted. I don't know what this means necessarily. It sounds like it's going to be transformative. Ooh, I like that given what we've been talking about. This will be fun to see what happens. Yeah, um, again, I don't know what all this means, but it says it'll represent the end of a significant six-month cycle for each fixed sign. Oh, and it's hard to know what that six month cycle is but I'm kind of we'll have to keep tabs with you on it and see like what what you feel comes your way after after this full moon 100 percent 
drink. <laughs> so I'm sorry also that I'm coughing. I've been talking for a long time and we're going to come to a close here soon because I don't want to have a coughing fit and run away and discover that my pants are on backwards. You know, I'm just wondering <laughs> the day that that won't be so funny anymore. Um, <laughs> never because now it's out there for posterity. <laughs> We can't get that back. <laughs> we can always go back to the recording of when that first happened and discovered that sometimes we go away having coughing fits and realize when we come back that our pants are on backwards. I just, you know, bringing this up because one of the things that I'm trying to learn to do is is be more open about my situation, what's going on. But I think if I were to start dating someone now, at first I'm like really excited that I have this podcast and I want to tell people about it. But I feel like if I start dating someone, I think I might just try and keep this one in my back pocket until they actually like like me for me and make it. I like to say like make it through three dates with me and then see where we are because I don't want someone to listen in here that I had a coughing fit and then discovered my pants were on backwards and then be like, what am I doing? Dating that's so this girl? cute and adorable and sexy. And <laughs> it would just take to the third date because that's where I come into the picture and I'd be invited to coffee or ski date or whatever. And it'd be like, by the way, you know, we have a podcast, right? She hasn't told you we have a podcast. Oh my God, go look at it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's oh, what I'm here boy. for. I feel like my transformation, even though I'm not a fixed sign, is going to be <laughs> figuring out how to handle dating. <laughs> so Anna's not allowed to come on ski dates with me anymore. I'm kind of sad. That kind of hurts my feelings. All right. But here's my gift to you, Alexandra. Uh, according to this website, and we'll put it in the show notes, I'm going to share with you each of yours. Usually we just focus on the Aries and the Taurus because that's what we are. But y'all, I'm going to share with you your little tidbit horoscopy thing or how this February full moon will affect each of you. So hold on to your hats. Here we go. Aries, it's going to be fast. Now is not the time to hold back Aries like they ever do, y'all. Embrace all that you're capable of. The February full moon will ask you to consider and examine your self-limiting beliefs. Mm, only you have the power to fulfill your potential, and it starts with some inner kindness and self-belief. Mm. Oh, that's ring so, so true. true to so some true right now. conversations we've had lately. All right, Taurus, remember how we're told to keep an open mind? That's especially true for you, Taurus. <laughs> Weird. Sometimes Taurians, you know, we can be um, a little stubborn and like fixed in our thinking. Shocking. All right. Article goes on to say, sometimes ignorance can be bliss, but ignorance around the full moon might mean a great opportunity passing you by. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want opportunities passing me by. So I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open is what I'm hearing from that. Gemini, reconnect with your inner child through memory and nostalgia around the full moon and you will experience positive effects. Cancer, now is the time to shine, Cancer. Take in all the positivity around you and celebrate those victories, even if they feel small. Great time to make a quick trip, if you so choose. Getting out and about will amplify the satisfaction and fulfillment you experience. Leo, you are right where you like to be, Leo. Sender stage. The full moon encourages you to have fun and allow yourself to take up space. You don't need to justify your joy to anyone, period. Virgo. The full moon is when you will benefit massively from stepping away from the material world. Nature is calling you to return to it. Even a little time spent outdoors will rejuvenate you powerfully. Libra, the Beatles said it best. All you need is love. An abundance of love is all around you during the full moon, Libra. So be open to receiving it and you shall. It is that simple. Scorpio, whatever you need at this time, the full moon will help. Whatever area of your life is causing you problems right now is the part of your life you need to surrender. We talked about surrender last time. Do this by communicating with the universe in whatever way is comfortable for you. Sagittarius, the full moon. My sister just sniffed her armpit. The full moon is always a great time for self-reflection. Nothing goes unnoticed. Like I'm reading my computer and I could see her in the background. That was awesome. I wish you were all here to see it too. But now I feel like you are because I called it out and I couldn't, I couldn't just let pass by. She, she's listening, Sagittarius. Okay. The full moon is always a great time for self-reflection. So embrace the challenge and let it excite you. Now is an excellent time to get in touch with your feelings and approach them in a friendly, curious manner. Capricorn, an exciting change is on its way for you, Caps, and you have to embrace it. Do not let life be something that simply happens to you. Very similarly, don't be a passive, passive observer. You can be an active participant in the way your life goes. Aquarius, time to get spiritual, Aquarius. Whatever you decide to do, be reassured that any steps you take to investigate your spiritual essence will unlock life-changing wealth and abundance. Pisces, 
It's all about starting fresh Pisces, and it can be in any area of your life. If it needs newness, then that is where you should focus your energies and efforts. Engage with your inner power while getting these ideas off the ground. There you go, y'all. Hopefully that covers everybody with a little bit of comic relief in the middle of that, because I know that was very long. I could come up with an explanation, but I just, I don't, I don't need the spotlight to be on me anymore on this one. So, um, you mean why you were sniffing your armpit? You don't have to like repeat it over and over. Like, cause then we're getting into like hormone issues that I'm having. Obviously I'm having some health issues, including some hormone things. And then as Anna was reading, which I didn't want to go into this, I was like, oh my goodness, do I stink? Which is not true also. But we sometimes like smell ourselves differently than nothing can get by her while we're doing this. I didn't call out the fact that you were honking your horn to blow your nose earlier while I was talking. People could hear it on the podcast, (laughs) I'm sure. And I apologize for that. Obviously, you can hear I'm not 100% well. And also, my horoscope just said to have my eyes and ears open. So they were. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. All right. I just want to say, if you are trying to embrace life as messy then you are not alone. I'm trying to stop conforming to my ideas and projections over what life is supposed to look like. And if you're uh, embracing the mess, you are not alone. I dig that. I love that messaging so much. I think I said my you are not alone earlier. Did I? I don't know. I don't think I, I wrote it down, but I guess she's skipping it for today. So let's do the STW joke of the day. STW, Shanti. You have been with us and around us. Um, I know definitely the last few days we can feel you. And there are little signs of you everywhere. And so we're just calling you to mind again as we're doing our dad joke of the day. So y'all, here is the joke for you. Why do chicken coops have two doors? I don't know. Why? If they had four doors, they'd be chicken sedans. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so dumb. But I love that it's they a car. Are, yeah, it's a they car are, joke. They're it's all a car dumb. joke. They're it's, all dumb. Uh, they are. But it's a car joke. So I got to give you that. I found it in this book called The Ultimate Dad Joke Book that you got me. One of my clients, they had a dad joke book on their coffee table. And I was like, that's hilarious that you guys have that. And then another client actually had the same dad joke pro mug. And I was like, I have that mug, which he knows that I'm a single mom. So he kind of like looked at me weird. And I was like, I have that mug. And he was like, what? That's weird. But anywho, you guys have been amazing. Thanks so much for tuning in. Well, I wanted to say being around the dad joke era, I went to see our hairdresser the other day and her daughter's living in California and just experienced her first earthquake. And so she's telling me like, hey, my kid was in an earthquake. And I was like, oh my gosh, how is she? And she's like, she's shooken up. And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I was like, well, it is her first earthquake. It's quite unsettling. <laughs> and we laughed and laughed some more because apparently, you know, like people are like, oh my God, she was in an earthquake. Is she okay? And they weren't picking up on the jokey things of like, oh, she's a little shooken or it's unsettling and ha ha ha. But that's just where we are. So yeah. we're embracing it. We are. You're not alone if you're also embracing you. That's right. There's your tidbit for the week. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Leave us a five-star review if you so choose. Send us some feedback at therussiansisters at gmail.com. And until then, we'll see you later and have a blessed week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports marianne iveson from iveson voice and the let's take this outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the crier 
Media Network. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca.